Be sure to check out www.dailynews.com. WDW Daily News provides articles and other information about the Walt Disney Company and more. Be sure to follow them on Twitter at WDW Daily News, a proud partner of Sorcerer Radio. You are going to be a force for good and a very important sorcerer. The following is an original production of the Sorcerer Radio Network. Are you insane? It's DW60 with Jeff Davis. There's a very powerful voice. Where it's coming from, we have no idea. On Sorcerer Radio, srsounds.com. Slap some bacon on a biscuit and let's go. We're burning daylight. No, 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 no. Turn on the news. Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt this program to bring you the top news stories from the Walt Disney World Resort on DW60. This is Press Row. Time for the headlines from the Walt Disney World Resort. It's DW60's Press Row. However, you may be listening. Sorcerer Radio, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher Radio, the Weeby Geeks Network. We're glad you're here to find out what is happening at the Walt Disney World Resort. Jeff Davis here with you. Hope you are having a fantastic day as we now stand at 606 days without a nighttime parade over at the Magic Kingdom. I want to start press row with this. And it's pretty cool. Guests visiting Walt Disney World today can join in this year's World Oceans Celebration. It's going on over at Epcot, and you've got some special offerings going on over at the Seas with Nemo and Friends right there uh, in in Future World. And now, the Seas with Nemo and Friends, maybe not one of the biggest and most popular attractions at Epcot or at Walt Disney World, but it's a lot of fun. It's relaxing. It's in the AC. Some great exhibits afterwards. This ties in with all of that. What you can do today at the seas with Nemo and friends, you can learn about ocean conservation efforts. And you can do that today through fun displays. They've got events throughout the pavilion, some activities for everybody to do. Disney's Animals, Science, and Education team is going to be showcasing wildlife. And they've got some demonstrations about how, as, how we can protect the ocean. Because that's a real important thing. You may not think about it very often. It is a very important thing. You can also learn about different ways to keep the ocean clean, how to recycle, and how to help coral reefs thrive. Our reefs and our oceans are very, very delicate. And for some, you know, they're, they're slowly, you know, fade dying and fading away, which is very unfortunate. Now, guests will also be able to donate to the Conservation Fund at Seabase Gift Shop. And receive a special Conservation Fund button. You may want to add that to your Disney collection. Some of us have a Disney collection of pins, buttons, all kinds of other different things. So you can add that to it just by buying something in the gift shop and you get a button. That's pretty good. They're also going to have an exclusive sea turtle and shark picture frame for guests who purchase a photo on June the 8th, which is today. Finally, now this tops it off pretty well. And it's a delicious way to top it off, in my opinion. Finish up the day over at Coral Reef Restaurant with a new white and dark chocolate mousse only served on World Ocean Day today. Very, very tasty opportunity. If you can get reservations at Coral Reef, if you have not done so already, maybe you're one of the lucky ones and just happen to be going there today. But go ahead and call 
See if you can get a reservation if you're going to be at Walt Disney World today so you can check all of that out. All right. Let's move on. Let's see here. What else do we have? All right. So back on June the 1st, this is an interesting concept because I've seen a lot of problems with this throughout my years of going to the Walt Disney World Resort. Back on June the 1st, Disney's Animal Kingdom started testing a new parking system for strollers that separates guests and their strollers into zones. And it collects feedback from their experience. During this time, more attractions and shows will include stroller parking, such as like Festival of the Lion King, Tough to Be a Bug, Wildlife Express Train, uh, the Kilimanjaro Safaris, uh, Kali River Rapids, I believe that as well. So what happens is when you rent a stroller, you're going to receive a specialty pet tag upon purchasing the rental. And then those of you who bring a stroller of their own will receive a tag at their first parking location. Now, these tags are going to feature different colors that match up with the different colored parking zones for strollers that tell you where you can park your stroller. It's one of the biggest issues, I think, that Walt Disney World has in its stroller parking, where to actually put your stroller when you go to enjoy an attraction. And to top it all off, when you get done with that attraction, a lot of times your stroller is moved and you don't know where it is because cast members put them in a specific area at that specific time. And you may leave your diaper bag or some you know, merchandise that you've bought at one of the Disney stores you know, in the park. And so you go into a frantic mode of, oh, my gosh, where is the stroller? Where's all this stuff? You know, I need the pacifier. I need the bottle or the kids are tired and you can't find your stroller. This will make it a little bit easier in the animal kingdom. Like I said, it's a pilot program. It's just a testing phase to see if this is going to work very well. For those of you bringing a stroller to Walt Disney World, when you go to, let's say, for instance, Festival of the Lion King and you've got a blue tag on your stroller that they have given you, you are going to park your stroller in the blue zone. Those with a red tag will park in the red zone. So you're going to automatically know I need to go to that area to get all of my stuff back. We're done with Festival of the Lion King. We're ready to move on. We're going to dinner, doing what else? And you don't spend the next five to ten minutes trying to locate your stroller. Now, if this works out really well, which I'm hoping that it does, it's going to solve a lot of the problems that parents have when it comes to putting their stroller somewhere to enjoy dinner, an attraction, shopping, whatever it may be. Because too many times, cast members are moving around strollers, like I said before, and you can't find it anymore. So, if you're going to be at Animal Kingdom, and you're a part of this testing phase that they're going through, let us know about your experience. Head over to the Sorcerer Radio Disney Fun Zone over on Facebook and tell us about your experience. This could help out a lot of problems at each of the Walt Disney World theme parks. Let me change to this. I want to talk about YouTube for a second. YouTube has become something kind of like Netflix or something kind of like Hulu or just something, you know, kind of like everyday TV. And there are so many brand new what YouTube calls creators who are signing up to YouTube, who have got a phone, who has a camera or whatever. And they want to start putting together videos or vlogs, you may want to call them, to put on YouTube. I know this because I'm a, I do it myself. I am not a full-time YouTuber. I'm like a partial part-time YouTuber. 
capture certain moments of my life, and I put them on YouTube for the world to see. Now, there are a lot of very successful creators, YouTubers, very successful. Somebody like Roman Atwood or Casey Neistat. Millions upon millions of people watch their videos on a daily basis. Some of them actually put out a vlog on a daily basis, and they make a lot of money with these YouTube videos through monetization. Now, if you don't have a certain amount of subscribers or, you know, a certain amount of hours that people have watched your videos on your channel, you can't monetize them. But if once you reach that point, YouTube says, well, we can start monetizing your videos. You can start making money. And some of these people are making some fantastic money, huge amounts of, of dollars that they are receiving just from people watching their videos. So they're able to make these huge daily vlogs, doing all these different things on a daily basis cataloging their life for you. Casey Neistat's one of my favorites. Love to watch him. Very, just a fantastic creator all around. Lives in New York City. Something always is happening in New York City. It's a great place to have a daily vlog. So a lot of kids watch this and they go, you know, that's something that I want to do. I want that celebrity status. I want that money like Roman Atwood is making. I want all the toys. I want the drone. I want all this different stuff so that I can be, you know, somewhat famous and have two, three, four, five, ten million subscribers. I want to be that person. Now, those, those people that I mentioned, like Roman Atwood, Casey Atwood, they've been at it for years, for quite a few years, and they've got 10 million followers. So, like I said, these new YouTubers get out there and they want to do that. They want to be that person. You got to break out somehow, right? A lot of them break out just by doing a video on a certain thing, and it's trending all of a sudden. Or they do a prank, you know, on their friends, or they do something that's a little bit dangerous, and they put their body on the line, and they may get hurt, but man, they got, you know, 500,000 views on this one video, and all of a sudden their channel is rolling. So YouTubers are always looking for the newest way in order to get noticed, in order to become somebody on YouTube. One person did it the absolute wrong way. You know, when I get on a plane, the one thing, the one word I never use on a plane is bomb. You don't say bomb on a plane. Bad idea. Like nowadays, it's kind of a bad idea to sometimes walk into a school and say the word gun. Bad idea. That's the world we live in. That's what we have to deal with. But you don't get on a plane and you don't say the word bomb where everybody can hear you. Sometimes you just don't say the word gun anywhere anymore. It scares people. Well, a man from Arizona was arrested over at Walt Disney World last week after he decided he wanted to run up to guests at the Contemporary Resort stating they needed to evacuate because of an active shooter there at the Temporary Resort. They needed to run. They needed to get to a safe area. Also, 22-year-old Dylan Birch stated he was working on a school project and wanted to record the guests' reactions and guess what he wanted to do with them? Wanted to post them on YouTube. 
Then after he told the guests, yes, there's an active shooter, please get safe, go somewhere. Then he says to him, oh, by the way, I'm just joking. According to the report, he was highly intoxicated and caused a significant disturbance for the entire resort. The entire resort itself was put on lockdown. People couldn't leave the rooms. I do not accept the fact that he was intoxicated as an excuse for what he has done. This is a new YouTuber who has been led the wrong way trying to become somebody, trying to be the next breakout creator and get those 1 million YouTube subscribers or get 100,000 views just on one video. But he says that was for school. It was a school project. No, it wasn't. No, it wasn't. No teacher is going to give you that type of an assignment. No teacher is going to accept that type of an assignment, even if they did not assign it to you. They're going to look at you like you're crazy. This guy is what? What did I say? 22 years old? No college is going to make you do that. No. Wrong. For you to run up to a place like Walt Disney World... A place like the Contemporary where there's a lot of people and start yelling out and telling people there's an active shooter is the worst thing I have ever heard. Let's be honest. Let's be adults for just a second here. He was stupid. He was real stupid. That's not how you make a name for yourself on YouTube. That's not how you make a name for yourself, period, in life. You have a job and you want a good job. You want to make a lot of money. You work hard for it. Those people on YouTube who have all of those subscribers who make those millions of dollars off their videos, they worked hard. They were dedicated, but they didn't do something that people put people's lives in danger. Stupid. Bad idea. Hopefully now he realizes how bad of an idea that was. Does this guy, was he asleep? When the massacre happened in Las Vegas at that concert where there was an active shooter at a hotel, did he miss that note or did he go, oh, man, I bet you I can make a YouTube video or something like that. Mm, Bad idea. Bad idea. Unbelievable. Here's another one. A woman from Ohio is suing Walt Disney World and Parks and Resorts. Apparently, she was injured by another Walt Disney World guest, remember that, who was using a motorized scooter. The incident happened back in 2016 at one of the gift shops over at Disney's Hollywood Studios. The attorneys for Vicki Denton filed the action in Orange County Circuit Court earlier in the month of May, seeking more than $15,000 in damages crazy according to the attorney michael sanchez denton what according to her attorney who is michael sanchez says she was pinned against a checkout counter after the guest on the scooter mistakenly went forward instead of reverse denton was taken to the hospital but her attorney didn't say what exactly the injuries were but they were permanent in nature She claims that the scooter incident happens a lot, adding it's becoming more of a problem as Disney gets crowded. 
They also talk about another lawsuit from back in 2015 where a guest allegedly suffered suffered a broken femur after being hit by a scooter in line for Splash Mountain at the Magic Kingdom back in 2013. How is it that Disney is responsible for this person pushing the forward button instead of the backwards button? How is Disney responsible for that? How is it that Disney is responsible because there are a lot of people in the park and it gets a little bit crowded? How is Disney responsible for this woman getting hurt? I sympathize with the fact she did get hurt. That is absolutely terrible. And if she does have permanent injuries from that, I am feel very sorry for her. But Disney's not responsible for this. It's not Disney's fault that a person hit the wrong button on their scooter and pinned you up against a counter. It's not Disney's fault. That's the person driving that motorized vehicle because they're handicapped, because they need it to get around. It's that person's responsibility. It's not Disney's. It's not their fault. Just because there's a lot of people at Walt Disney World, Disney cannot tell people Hey, you can't bring that motorized scooter into the park. There are too many people. They're not going to do that. That's a lawsuit right there. That is a lawsuit. But I don't think she's got a really good case when it comes to this. I really don't think so. Disney told the Orlando Sentinel, both of these lawsuits center on incidents from several years ago between guests and both involved personally owned motorized scooters we will respond to the allegations as appropriate in court our focus is on providing a safe environment for our guests and cast members disney said it best right there the incident was between guests both involved personally on motorized vehicles or scooters in this case it's not disney's fault You're not going to get your $15,000. I'm just going to tell you that right now. It's unfortunate. All right, so shifting gears to sadder news. Let's just put it this way. Uh, As most of you probably know, if you don't know, uh, beloved Disney cast member Richard Girth from over at the Grand Floridian Resort passed away early yesterday morning. He was 92 years old. A couple of days before yesterday, uh, we did get word that uh, Richard was ill due to pneumonia and was put into hospice care. Now, this this really spread around uh, social media very, very, very quickly. Um, Richard himself, um, he's been you know he's been greeting guests and assisting over three thousand five hundred brides over at the resort, the Grand Floridian, since nineteen ninety one. He's been there a long time. And he has touched the lives of so many, so many people. So many people visited the Grand Floridian just for an opportunity to say hello to Richard. I mean, you know, for some, it became a tradition for them to see Richard on every single vacation to Walt Disney World Resort. The man was just, he was fantastic. I never personally had the opportunity to meet him. I never did. But every post that I have read, every video that I have watched, and every picture just touches me how wonderful this guy was. 
some families, you know, would even bring their children and take pictures every single year to, you know, see how big their kids get in comparison to Girth himself. I mean, it was just he just had a way of talking with people and interacting with people. Recently, he was presented with the Walt Disney Legacy Award. That's the highest award any Disney cast member can receive, which says that they are something special when it comes to customer service at Walt Disney World, and that's what he was. He was just something special. They did an interview with him. I'm not exactly sure when it was, but he, he said this. He said, I went over to casting with a number the, uh, the Grand gave me, uh, she put it in the computer and said, Richard, you got the job. She's, t- he's talking about the job that he got when he first applied for it in 1991. He took the number they gave him at, and went to casting and they gave him the job on the spot right there. He never filled out an application. The man never filled out an application. They just gave him the job. And he's been there ever since 1991. Greeting people as they came to the Walt Disney World Resort Grand Floridian Hotel. And then it became somewhat of a tradition for brides. Uh, He would be involved with the weddings there at the Weddings Pavilion at the Grand Floridian. And he would hold their train as they would walk down, uh, you know, the hallway or maybe walk down the aisle or something. I'm not exactly sure specifically. But so many brides, you know, said, if I'm going to have my wedding at Walt Disney World at the Wedding Pavilion, I want Richard to be a part of it. It was something special for them. They did wedding photos with the guy. That's how many people loved Richard Girth. Loved him. And um, it's, it's, it's really sad to see that uh, we're, we're not going to have the opportunity to um, to talk with him anymore or uh, just walk up and say hello or just know that he's there. I mean, to me, this guy is a Disney legend. He is a Disney legend. He touched the lives of so many guests at Walt Disney World. Millions, probably. Millions. If anything, in my opinion, Richard Girth deserves a window on Main Street USA. He deserves it. He deserves to be a Disney legend. He's not a celebrity or anything. He's just a man doing his job who loved to talk to people, who loved to visit with people. They say that Richard may not remember your name, but he remembered the stories that you would tell him. He was just something. He is what Disney is all about. Hands down. He deserves a window on Main Street USA, in my opinion. He deserves to be a Disney legend. Here's what I, you know, I want you guys to do something today in honor of Richard. While you're out and about today, Richard always had every picture or every video that I always saw. Richard always had a smile on on his face. Keep a good smile on your face today for Richard. If you're going into a building or a store or somewhere else, open a door for somebody in honor of Richard. Do that for him today. That's what he would have loved, I think. And he does have a fan page on Facebook. And so if you want to pass on any, uh, you know, prayers and thoughts and stuff like that uh, to his family, I believe uh, Richard Girth is the fan page on Facebook that you can go to and leave comments. 
uh, that his family will see, of course. But uh, again, you know, just such such a sad thing to see that uh, such a good person with a good heart and who just really is Disney inside and out, no longer with us. Richard Girth, 92 years old, passes away. One thing else I'd like to do for him is I would like to observe a moment of silence for Richard. Coming up, we've got rumors from around the Walt Disney World Resort here on Press Row. Ready for some fun in the Disney parks? Don't forget your Sorcerer Radio gear. The Sorcerer Radio Shop has everything you need to show your SR pride in the parks. Pins, shirts, hats, and more. Before you begin your vacation, stop by the Sorcerer Radio Shop at srsounds.com slash shop. Sorcerer Radio is celebrating its 17th year of playing all of your favorite Disney music. And we'd like to thank the listeners for sticking with us. To celebrate, we are giving away free Sorcerer Radio stickers to all of our listeners. To receive your sticker, just send us a self-addressed stamped envelope to Sorcerer Radio, P.O. Box 207, Prairieville, Louisiana, 70769. Thanks again, and here's to many more years of radio magic. Offer valid for U.S. residents. There's nothing quite like the magic at Walt Disney World Resort. It's the place where dreams come true. Moments last a lifetime, and enchantment is around every corner. The world tells you to grow up. Here, you never have to. Walt Disney World Resort. That's the power of magic. To book your magical Walt Disney World vacation, call Storybook Destinations at 1-844-TO-STORY today or visit storybookdestinations.com. Adventure is out there. Why settle for an ordinary chain store coffee when you can have an adventure in every cup with Expedition Roasters, artisanal roasters of pop culture coffees. Now you can experience a little theme park magic every day at your home. Each theme bag features custom artwork by guest artists that make it perfect for displaying in your kitchen or office. Try one of our latest roasts like Simply Sinful or Fortune and Glory. Or pick up an old favorite like Redhead Rum, Enchanted Tiki Coconut, Route 66 Tire Fix, or Skipper's Brew. All our coffees are certified gluten and allergen free. They're the bee's knees. So start your coffee adventure today at ExpeditionRoasters.com and use coffee code SR20 to save 20% off your first purchase. That's SR20 at ExpeditionRoasters.com. Brew your happy place. Do you have a Disney-related business or product and would like help getting the word out? Become a sponsor of Sorcerer Radio today. For more information, please contact our business office via email at sponsors at SRSounds.com. I wasn't like every other kid, you know, who dreams about being an astronaut. I was always more interested in uh, what bark was made out of on a tree. Hey, how you doing? You almost think I'm pretty stupid. You should never be allowed to talk to people. That's what I'm talking about! Let's get nuts! It's time for the DW60 Rumor of the Week. So in a recent interview with outgoing Vice President of the Magic Kingdom, Dan Cockrell, 
he mentioned that Tomorrowland is going to be the focus of the 50th anniversary for the Walt Disney World Resort. Strange, right? Tomorrowland. I mean, it's just, why Tomorrowland? He also mentioned that the 50th is going to be a huge event for the entire resort, of course. Now, according to sources, the rumor is that the Carousel of Progress, the Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover, and the Tomorrowland Speedway will all get updates for the 50th anniversary. Wow. Wow. Let's just stop right here for a second, okay? Tomorrowland Speedway has needed an update, what, forever? I mean, the cars, they're loud. It smells in that area. They're still fun to drive, let's be honest, yes. But it needs to be rethemed badly. I still want to see cars over there. Yes, I know it's not exactly futuristic, but I want to see cars over there. I love cars. I'd love to be able to drive Lightning McQueen around in Tomorrowland. That's just my thing. Tomorrowland Transit Authority People Mover. Yeah, I guess it could be updated. I don't know what all you can do to update it. It's a relaxing, what, 10 to 15 minute tour of Tomorrowland? Everybody loves getting on that thing just to sit and relax a little bit. You let the cast member know when you get to the end, hey, can we go again? They're going to be like, yeah, go ahead. People love the people mover. So maybe some type of an update with that. That makes me happy. But the one that really gets me on this, that really, really gets me and makes me excited is to find out that the Carousel of Progress is finally going to get an update, according to this rumor. How far behind are we looking at when it comes to the progress they talk about in the carousel? That final scene has needed an update for a long time. Giving the place a fresh coat of paint on the outside just doesn't cut it anymore. Sorry. I understand. This is this is Walt's attraction. Walt put this attraction together. But it still needs to be somewhat current a little more. Maybe not start as far back as it did. Maybe you can start there. But we need to look into the future of progress a little further than what we are right now. But all three of those are really fantastic to hear about. Updates for the 50th, plus you've got Tron's Light Cycle opening in Tomorrowland by the 50th. Maybe that's why it's the focus of the 50th anniversary of Walt Disney World. Makes sense. I just hope it happens. Let's move on to Epcot. There's been a little bit of confusion about the possible hotel that's going to be put in at Epcot. Is it going to be on the front of the park? Is it going to be to the left of the park entrance? To the right of the park entrance? Where is it going to be? Right now, there's two locations set aside for this possible hotel. The rumor is, one, of course, it's going to be right there at the entrance of the park. Hmm, I don't know. A hotel right there at the entrance? I'm just not all for that. The other rumor is that it's going to be set off to the side near the seas with Nemo and friends and that pavilion. And then those who want specific rooms would have this wonderful view of Future World and the World Showcase. Fantastic view for a hotel. 
But putting it right there at the park entrance, all you're looking at is Spaceship Earth. Not that Spaceship Earth is not great to look at, let's be honest. We love it. I just don't know if I want it right there at the entrance. Off to the side, that's fine. A special entrance area for those resort guests staying at that resort? Fantastic. I love it. Could work. I would prefer them to put it over there, but we'll have to wait and see. That's the rumor so far. But the thing is, land clearing near the Epcot parking lot has begun for a retention pond. That is something that's needed for work in that specific area, whether it be off to where the Seas with Nemo and Friends is at, or if it's going to be right there at the entrance to Epcot. So work is happening. We just don't know exactly where the hotel's going to sit as of yet. Disney filed 27 permits for Epcot recently that a lot of people think were related to the hotel project. 27 permits just for one project. Hmm. But they're not. Those permits are all over the perimeter. The perimeter road of Epcot. And filed with the Buena Vista Construction, which is Disney's own construction company. So... We'll see what happens. That could be affecting something like run Disney events or something else. Who knows? Maybe something with the Food and Wine Festival booths. Who knows? I don't know. But we're just going to wait to see. One more I do want to talk about real fast. Animal Kingdom has an interesting rumor. So, and, and Dino Land seems to be the focus and the center of rumors for the Animal Kingdom right now. From what the rumor is, Dinosaur, the attraction there in Dino Land USA could close as early as next year for a major redo, a major refurbishment. Into what? Rumor says it's an Indiana Jones themed attraction. Now, I do realize we already have an Indiana Jones themed attraction over at Disneyland. From what they are saying, yes, both Dinosaur and Indiana Jones, they both use the same ride-type vehicles, track layout, all this other stuff. What Disney is rumored to be saying is that they would not be the same attraction. They would be two separate attractions. One would not be just like the other. Disney doesn't like to repeat themselves like that. So that's a pretty good thing. They also say the rest of Dino Land would be renovated to fit the new theming for that attraction, but still be involving dinosaurs in some way. It's interesting. Very, very interesting. So those three rumors going around right now, keeping things, uh, keeping people talking when it comes to what is coming at the Walt Disney World Resort. Those are your new uh, rumors and headlines here on Press Row. Well, that's the news. And thanks for stopping by. Sorcerer Radio. SRSounds.com. <laughs> oh, man, that's good. Yeah, man. <laughs> you think Calypso music is hot? You wait till you taste the pepper on this one. Ico, Ico brings us to the end of our show. Thanks for checking out the podcast. Now, if you need to get in contact with me, send me an email. Send it to DW60 at SRSounds.com. You can contact me on Twitter at DW underscore 60. You can send a message to the DW60 Press Row Facebook page, or you can contact me in the Sorcerer Radio Disney Fun Zone. You want to hear DW60 in its entirety? Listen every single Friday morning, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, with a replay at 7 p.m. Eastern over at srsounds.com. 
This is Jeff Davis, DW60's Press Row Podcasts. Have a magical day. No, my was and your was Hi, this is Sorcerer, thanking you, the listeners, for your continued support of Sorcerer Radio, a station committed to bringing the best Disney programming in keeping with Walt Disney's vision, a station where children and parents can have fun listening together and also transporting you back to that favorite place that you all love so much, Walt Disney World. Thanks again for listening. Have a magical day.